sidelines across the 30 to the 40. He's able to fend off the defender and bring in the game's first touchdown. Yeah, so what is that podcast called? It's called like Momentum. Lucy Westlake, welcome to LA, welcome to SC. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be here. I'm glad to be with you guys interviewing, and I love SC, so definitely happy to be at this school for sure. Yeah, big change from Chicago, as, oh, yeah. as we were talking off air as well. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hopefully being tan the whole year. Around. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> would be huge. That yeah. would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was, we were looking at your story. We're all, uh, I mean, really impressed, obviously. It's incredible accomplishments. First or youngest woman to climb Mount Everest, right? So we're doing some research. Um, mm-hmm. Like, how did all this get started? Um, it's, it's been going for a while. So I started climbing when I was seven years old. And I started just climbing with my family. Um, we're all, like, big outdoors people, love adventure, um, love nature. So we started doing this thing called high pointing, um, which is basically climbing to the highest mountain in each state. Uh, and that's that. Yeah, that's, yeah. like how I started and at first they were really small uh, but then they kept getting bigger and bigger like just like any sport you get like more into it right you did um, all 50 right yeah I yeah. did I so I completed 49 of them when mm-hmm. I by the time I was 12 oh my god um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but then there was like a big gap because I went to the, the last one <laughs> yeah the last one was hard it's Alaska right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that one's Denali uh-huh. and that one is like one of the hardest mountains in the world. It's like almost as hard as Everest. Really? Yeah. really? I didn't know that. It's, it's very, it's an underhyped mountain because you just have to do everything yourself, like carry all your own food, all your own gear. Mm. Um, it's very remote. So that one is um, very challenging. And that, we, I went when I was 13, but we didn't make it to the top because actually someone uh, died when we were at like making our summit attempt. So they turned everyone around and just like evacuated us from the really? mountain. Yeah. How did they die? Um, it, it was from hypothermia and a mix of like altitude sickness as well. Um, just cause they, um, that person went up and he was, he had, there's like, you can have like fluid in your brain and lungs. That's like what altitude sickness is. Um, so he, he couldn't make it back down and he died of hypothermia. Um, so that was like definitely like scary to be around, but, um, yeah, but yeah. At 13 years old too, yeah. especially. Yeah, it's just something you have to like accept in the mountains, though. Like, it's such a risky sport. It's, it's, um, I mean, but I love it. Like, that's one of the reasons I love it. I'm kind of like an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> um, so I like that, that thrill of like the unknown, um, and of that like adventure awaiting. Um, but I mean, there's, there's parts that you just have to accept that come with it, like that, that risk. And, and you can lose your life, honestly, at any time, um, up there. So, um, so that was one of the first times that I'd like actually been exposed to that, um, which was which is scary. But it, we had to go back down, and then this past uh, a year ago in June, I went back and I summited um, Denali, and then that's kind of I like completed that goal, and then now I've like been looking to other goals. My dad is like my climbing partner. Uh, my family did most of them when I was younger with me. Uh, but then my brother, I have a younger brother, and he isn't super into it, like the whole climbing <laughs> aspect. He's more of like a um, a team sport. It loves like football, baseball, like basketball, um, like that type of that type of guy. So he was like mountains, like no, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so he stopped doing them, and my mom would like stay back with him. So then I, me and my dad started doing them. So um, that was he has climbed all of the mountains with me up until Everest. 
Oh, and he didn't do Everest with you? So you did that one by yourself? Yeah, yeah. Or you go up with, like, Sherpas, right? Or like, can you explain that? How does that work? Yeah, so I he actually went with me to base camp. We went with, like, okay. a group of, like, 10 just, like, family friends and, and different people um, up to base camp. And then from there onwards, that's when, like, the real, like, mountaineering, like, technical part starts um, where it gets super challenging. And that's when I was just me and my Sherpa, um, which is, like, basically a guide it has to be a guide that's like from the himalayas from nepal um so my sherpa um like literally was born on everest and he's yeah like on the mountain yes on the mountain that's like that's all they do that's all they know yeah he was a monk too oh my god that's super cool he was 50 years old and he'd been climbing he summited everest like 16 times i was gonna say he must have gone up it a million times i thought more than 16 if if that's your job right like that's his full-time job but people don't go up the whole way do they um, it depends. Time. Some people just go to base camp. A lot of people don't make it to the top. Yeah. Um, I think it's something like about like 50% of people who actually are attempting to get to the top do. Mm. Um, As in they quit or like, I mean, some a lot of people die too, right? Yeah, I, I want to say like a lot, but when I was up there, um, three people died on the mountain like while I was oh up God. there. Oh my God, when you went up? Yeah. There's been like 300 total, right? Or something like that? I think on so. On Everest? Yeah, some years are worse than others. Like this year was a bad avalanche year. Really? Yeah, it's like the ice fall keeps melting more and more each year just because of like the climate Warming. change. Yeah. So, um, so this year it was like crazy with the God. the crevasses and the ice melt was insane. Are they so able to predict that at all? Sorry, no, go ahead. But like, are, like, do you know when you're like starting to like you're like okay, I want to do it this year? Or do you know if it's like a dangerous a year, year or if it's year. like what's going on? It's all just really. No, yeah, you you never really know, honestly. It's like just you have to get up there and try. And people book like their Everest like expeditions so far in advance too, that you you honestly like you don't know. And some years there's amazing weather and it's like a lot of people summit. Some right. years is really bad weather and there's a lot of deaths. Oh so God. yeah, really unpredictable. And do you see bodies as you're going up? So I saw one body um, because they actually they cleared most of them down um, like. A few years ago, so like the really like famous ones that like most a lot of people walk by, those are like all off the mountain, really? um, or at least the ones. That why? They why do they get. do that? Well, it, they just like I don't know. They didn't really like it. Like they didn't want like. <laughs> There's too many of them. They're, they're getting in the way of the trail. <laughs> well, I heard it's really hard to do that though, yeah. right? It to, is. To take them down. It's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's why they only they don't do it very often. It's like only like a few years because yeah. it is really like you don't want to risk other people's lives to like get <laughs> right. bodies off of the For mountain. Sure. So, um, so they did one a few years ago, but since then there's been like one person that that died near the top, and that you can like you walk past. My goodness! Why can't they helicopter up there and grab them? It's okay. It's Is it impossible to do that. It's not impossible now. It uh-huh. used to be, but actually, one person has actually flown to the top, but mm. it's like a completely stripped helicopter. Like there's nothing on it. They can't. There's literally just the driver, and the driver is like carrying like nothing on him so it's super hard it's the oxygen the air is just so like thin Mm. that it can't support a helicopter so it's like that was like huge yeah (laughs) Yeah. no it was like huge that a helicopter could actually get to the top but like to actually like put someone on the helicopter it would like not work as of now so they gotta like develop better technology and figure that out but you can do evacs up to like Camp three is like the most you really do evacs for, and that's only when it's like, like the person's gonna die and like they can't walk down, they can't be dragged down or rescued or anything. Can people like parachute off the top? 
I wish. No, <laughs> I like want the, to. What are those wings? Yeah, the squirrel wings. Yeah. Avalanche comes, you just jump. Like, nope, not today. No, I've literally like wanted to do that. I was thinking about that on like Everest. I was like, because oh, like sick. hiking down is rough. Like GoPro. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're like, no one really cares about the down yeah, part. Yeah. Exactly. You get to the top and then you're just like, this is the best part ever, and then just like jump off. I know some people do. It's just like apparently really dangerous. But well, I bet. and you're oh, probably tired too. Some okay, I've never seen it done, but I've heard rumors really so. it's like a myth like one yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Probably. the squirrel man yeah. <laughs> the squirrel man he lives jumps in a, ever a ton yeah, that's ten. wild yeah that's so, so like you you walk by like there's all these risks right? you walk by the body like you hear about people dying like what's going through your head are you like just keep going is that even like a thought process or like are you mentally prepared going into it yeah you definitely got to be mentally prepared going into it and you kind of like everyone has their own like i'd say like risk kind of like what they're willing to risk you sure. know up yeah, there yeah. their risk threshold so like some people hike very conservatively and like take longer time yeah take okay. longer time and then if there's like any bad weather they don't go up like yeah. things like that and then some people are like very risky like do it you know without oxygen and like go up even if the weather's not amazing so like everyone yeah. kind of has their own like hiking their mountaineering strategy mm. um and like for me i I'd say a lot of the times I'm like with a guide, so I like don't really have complete control over that. But I'd say I'm like in the middle, kind of like yeah. I I definitely want to get to the top, but like the main priority is you know making it back. Surviving, yeah. 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 Living to tell it. Exactly. Yeah. So, but crazy. you do like I know going into it, I'm like I always know that this like could be the end, you know, like this could be, That's I could crazy, never like, dude. yeah, which I'm not, I don't really think like, you know, this is going to be it. You know, yeah, I don't right. like do things to put well, myself in that right? position, but no, yeah. 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 I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, football is a lot less dangerous, but it's the same thing that you can't go onto the field thinking, you know, I'm going to get injured or being scared or firing. Like you have to go in and thinking like, you know, all positive thoughts. Otherwise you are actually going to get injured. So I imagine exactly. it's something similar when you're doing something as dangerous as a climb. Oh yeah, yeah. like it, same. Because you will something will happen if you have those thoughts in your head, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And do you work with like a mental coach? Anybody that works with your psychology at all, like or anything like that, or no? I haven't. No, I like. So when I was little, I was actually afraid of heights. Um, no which, way. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> yeah, I was. But now, I thought you climbed all these mountains at like eight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I did. I just like. Like ignored it for a little while. Like I would just like kind of like what? Like just ignored it. it? You're like um, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'll ignore that. <laughs> just like focus on like the trail, not yeah. the cliffs. Um, but then there was this like one mountain, and it it was like I it was like crazy drops on either side. It was like a knife edge. Is mm. like what you call like when there was Man. there was like an a thousand foot drop on one side and like a steep slope to another hundred foot drop on the other. So like if you fell either way, like you were gonna die. And I like made it up and down that. And after that, I was like, I, I trust myself, you know, really? like, yeah, that was like my mindset switch. So I've never like worked with a mental coach, but honestly, like climbing has been my mental coach. Like that has given me such a mindset that's helped me like not only in climbing, but like in, in running in life in general, like having yeah, that giving you confidence. Through exactly. Your yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and just conquering your fears. Like you gotta, you gotta face them it. to conquer them. That's like my belief because like after that, like I've never been afraid of heights since. Really? Yeah. 
That's really interesting because, like, you know, Alex Honnold, of course, the yes. free solo climber. Yeah. So it's, it, he says something similar where, like, a lot of people on the outside think he's this crazy maniac who, like, just wants the thrill. But if you watch the documentary Free Solo, which is, like, one of my favorite, like, things I've ever seen, honestly. Like, I was, my, I was sweating. Like, I it was like, have you seen it? Uh, oh, that movie's insane. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the way he describes it is that he's trained so much for this one thing that it's more dangerous for him, for example, like go on the freeway, like in a major city than it is to like climb this mountain that no one's ever done before. Cause he's just so good at it. Yeah. So is that, is that kind of like the thought process you go with? Like I'm trained for, like I'm ready for, I have confidence in this thing that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yes and no. I definitely don't think, like, nothing's going to happen because there's some things you just can't control, like avalanches or a storm comes in, things like that. But, um, but like, with my abilities, like, my coordination up there, like, my um, being, like, technically, no, like, knowledgeable with the ropes and everything, yeah. um, and just, like, my strength, I, I definitely trust myself. Like, I've been in enough situations that every mountain just kind of builds my confidence and builds my skill level as well. Like, each mountain kind of teaches you something a little different. Um, and I've, like, I don't really put myself, uh, I, I definitely, like, push it. Like, I mean, you kind of have to, like, jumping to Everest. Like, that was something that was definitely out of my comfort zone a little bit. But, like, not so much where I was, like, I have no idea what I'm doing, you right. know? Like, I was definitely, like... I was prepared in a way for it. So, yeah, just, like, kind of taking those small steps. Like, I've been doing – I've been climbing for a while. Um, so, so I, like, I know what it takes. I know what my abilities are in the mountains. Did you have any scares ever where you're, like, you slip or anything like that where you're, like, oh, I thought I was about to die right there? Yeah, yeah, there are some moments like that. Really? Like, there's um, – I mean, at the very top of Everest, it's, like, an hour from the summit, um, there's this – there's this – uh, like the hardest part, the most technical part of the mountains called Hillary Step. And it's basically this really slick rock. And when you're you're on such snow and ice, like glacier most of the time, and you have these things on your shoes called crampons, mm. which are basically like huge spikes on your shoes. I saw so, that on your YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're amazing when like you're in snow and ice. Like they basically like you're like Spider-Man, you know, like you can just like go up <laughs> yeah. the mountain. But on a rock, they're horrible. Like, they're, like, walking on, like, little spikes on a rock. So yeah. it's so easy to slip. Or, like, cleats on concrete. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. So uh, so I was, like, going up, and, like, almost everyone was, like, slipping and on this rock. And, like, if you slip down the rock, there's, like, a huge, like, there's a cliff right there. You're just looking down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, the key is to not look down, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just don't look don't down. Look down. Don't look down. <laughs> three weeks straight, you will not look down. <laughs> yeah, just eyes up on the sky. Yeah. No, so um, so there neck like pain waiting to happen. Right? True, <laughs> true. I'm surprised I don't have neck injuries, honestly, <laughs> from that. Um, but I like you were literally just held onto the the rope yeah. that you were on, and like, and even if you slipped, like just hold onto the rope. And that was like like I partially slipped on that part, and I was like so scared. I was like, oh my yeah, gosh, like you just gotta like jump off the rock. So there's definitely some some like instances like that. Like there was. There was another time um, when me and my Sherpa were in this um, this part of the mountain called the Kumbu Icefall, which other than Hillary Step is like the most technical part. And it's basically just a bunch of huge crevasses and you have to just find a way through the crevasses. Um, and what's a crevasse? It's okay. So a crevasse is basically like this big hole in the mountain. Like there's ice, but then the ice cracks and there's huge like just holes, like big um 
But, and sometimes they're small. Like, they can be anywhere from, like, a couple inches wide to, like, can swallow a whole bus. Huh. So there's... And so what's the strategy with that? Like, you have to go around it or... You go over it? Over, yeah. We're looking at some photo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are crevasses. So... It, there's a combination. Sometimes, like, there's ice bridges and you can go over it. Sometimes there's ladders um, mm. and you can walk over those or climb up them. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of, like, ropes that you have to, like, pull yourself up. Um, you have these things called ascenders. They're, like, this um, this tool that basically allows you to pull yourself up the rope and then you won't fall back down. Um, and then mm. some you have to go around. Some are just too big um, or too dangerous to go across. Um, so there's there's these people up on the mountain called ice doctors, and they basically find every day they go up into the ice fall and they find a, the route through the through the ice, and then the, everyone else follows their path. <laughs> and cool. yeah, so they're, are they Sherpas or is that different from a Sherpa? Yeah, they're well. There's different classes in Nepal, um, so okay. they're like based on like caste systems. So oh. a lot of the times the Sherpas are like the highest class. Oh, cast wow. system and then the ice doctors and the porters are like a lower cast okay so yeah it's like kind That's of cool. yeah it's like, like it's very interesting yeah the hierarchy so like to be a sherpa you're like just born into this class and really? then yeah so, like you're trained from a young That's kid sick. you're born on this you mountain. have to be like how insane is that yeah yeah it's crazy yeah, they're probably lung is. capacity is insane oh, oh yeah. yeah oh my gosh they're they're amazing like these people you will not like it's so like inconceivable what they do you know like you see them like carrying so much weight on their back and wow. not using oxygen or using like barely any oxygen and like people like me like people <laughs> from like like these like flat altitudes are right. like dying like having to use a bunch of oxygen like feeling so tired and they're just like they're so used to it they're just like running up there it's crazy and so what is like your co2 max like what is like your level where you're just like okay crazy? i've never been like tested or anything really? okay yeah they've tested um oh there was who did they test the guy um have you heard of nims he did 14 peaks is like the documentary i've heard of it but i've never seen it okay yeah it's like it blew up on netflix like maybe a year ago and yeah. he's like super famous in nepal now and stuff like that oh. i actually saw him on the mountain Ooh. um but he like they tested he did he was the the person who like did the 14 peaks which is there's 14 peaks over 8,000 meters in the whole world and they're all like in the himalayas basically there's a f like yeah, almost all of them are in the in the Himalayas. So he did all of them like in a record time, like so fast. And they tested his VO two max, and it was like crazy. Wow, that's um, awesome. But my, I mean, my Garmin watch says like my my like <laughs> predicted VO two max. I don't know if it's right or not. Yeah. It's like sixty six or something like that. Is so that really good? Yeah, I don't know. Sixty six. Look that up, Zach. Fact check it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top one percent. Zach, what's a good uh, <laughs> what's a good <laughs> VO two max? Yeah. No. But I would, l I would love to, like, get it actually tested. We'll see. Wow. They're pretty hard to get tested, though. Is it? I'm pretty sure you yeah. have to, like, w don't you have to do, s do you know a little bit about it or no? Not much. I just saw it in the documentary. Like, he was, like, wearing all these, like. Is that when you're wearing the mask and they hook up all that stuff when yeah. you're running? Yes. Oh, that's cool. But you have cool. to get to your max and then, like, hold it for a minute. Mm. And yeah. It's, like, kind of hard. <laughs> it's not super easy. Yeah. yeah. Huh. No. It's definitely hard. Wow. So I haven't done that, but <laughs> that'd be sick. Interesting. And you did you did a lot of other summits as well, like Kilimanjaro, which is taller than Everest, right? No, that one's not as tall. Like Everest is like the tallest out of all of them. So okay. Kilimanjaro is not tallest in Africa, though. Oh. So my after climbing the the highest like fifty state high points, um, I wanted to do this thing called the Explorers Grand Slam, 
um, which I want to become the youngest person into the Explorers Grand Slam, which is basically climbing the tallest mountain in every continent, yeah. and then also skiing to the North and South Poles. So, Whoa. yeah, which would be really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, did anyone ski next? I don't know, you ski too? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never, like, I'm, I, like, just ski, like, Recreationally, like I so love. So she gets skiing. down the mountain. <laughs> she doesn't I walk down. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, come on. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah, just, <laughs> Everyone's like walking. struggling. Yeah. She's like, uh, if I could, I would. That'd be so fun. But no, I love like skiing and boarding. I like grew up doing. Where do you go? Both of those. Okay, so I live. I lived in Chicago area, yeah. but I have this cabin where I was born and stuff in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, oh. and there's actually like an amazing ski hill up there. That's oh, like really? that country. It's not groomed. It's hmm. like all black diamond. It's like oh that's awesome. Yeah, it's so you're really a beast cool. on the slopes. I mean, I can I can get around. <laughs> I can get around. Do you like the cross country skiing, or is you like going? I down? like downhill. Okay, downhill. Yeah, but yeah. but going to the North and South Poles like cross country. It's that's like a I mix, thought. but like mostly yeah. like, it's mm. like cross country. Uh, mixed skiing, like alpine skiing. You gotta go to Mammoth and Big Bear out here. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Actually, don't tell my coach. <laughs> <laughs> Which, would they get mad? Um, I wanna, uh, well, they're not, but they don't like, like... The climbing stuff? Yeah, well, they, my coach is actually really supportive of the, of the climbing. Okay. Just not the skiing. What? That's <laughs> way more dangerous, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess like that's it's true. I feel like it's more like, like opposite ends of the spectrum. Like yeah. climbing, you're fine or you die. That's versus true. like skiing, no. you can get a lot more like little injuries. You could lose limbs. How do you, you lose uh, a limb without dying? Uh, if you're on, if you're climbing a mountain, no, you get uh. You get called? like helicopter evac'd maybe. But, but that's like that's what I'm saying. That's the one percent versus you can get you get, like a hurt ankle or like break a bone, skiing. break a wrist, yeah, yeah a lot like of knees. skiing, yeah, yeah stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd say it's like more common to get like little yeah. injuries like that skiing for sure. But I definitely want to, like, check out Mammoth and everything like that. Yeah, I've been wanting to go out here. I heard it's actually, like, really good snow. Yeah, like, no, comparative one of the best. to, like, a yeah, Utah or a Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not the same as Colorado. I don't know. I'd, I've never been to Utah, but um, yeah. Mammoth is pretty nice, definitely yeah. for sure. Certain and years. Big Bear is even closer, but I don't think it's as good. No, I've heard. Yeah. I've actually I drove by on my way here. My family oh, like, drove real? here, and I was like, I want to check out Big Bear and see if it's <laughs> oh, good. Sick. So we like drove by, and it looked like it didn't look as big as like the Colorado ones, but right. yeah, 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 but yeah. It, it seemed good. Yeah, I grew up uh, skiing in Colorado. Oh, that was a little so, so much fun. Bill. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. that's awesome. I've that's never so been fun. there, but I want to. It's really nice. Have you ever been to Steamboat, dude? Uh, no, but it's right next to it. Yeah, Steamboat. They yeah, have yeah. this thing. It's called Champagne Snow, and it's just super fluffy. Like, it's, it's oh. like, really magical. It's, it's fun. That sounds so fun. I mean, Colorado's not that far. It's worth it. Yeah, worth exactly. Yeah, trip. it's not that far at all. Yeah. yeah. Utah's there, too. Um, okay, so there's climbing, skiing, and you're doing, like, ultra marathon, like, triathlete stuff as well. I, I've done triathlons in the past, and they're, like... So I did it as like a competitive sport. Um, that was like my main sport. Actually, I switched to running. I mean, I've been running since I was like in first grade as well. Um, but as far as like cross country? Yeah, okay. like cross country, track, all of that. Um, but I started, I got really into triathlon um, like seventh through sophomore year. And that was like my main sport at that time. Mm. Um, and the reason I, I stopped it was just because there's more opportunities to run in college than in triathlon because it's a smaller yeah. sport. It's like for women, it's a D1 sport, but it's smaller now. There's like schools oh, wow. that are just getting it. Um, so I wanted to go into a program that was like super well established. And I just I love running like I, I love triathlon, too. But like I just I wanted to run in college. Um, oh. But for triathlon, I did like these. They weren't like ultra like really like Ironmans or half Ironmans. I definitely want to do those when I'm older for sure. 
but they were like really basically like the youth and junior circuits is what it was called um and it's like eight it takes about an hour um to do it but you're like you're going hard for that hour it's almost mm, like yeah. like a, a longer cross-country race but it was super fun i loved i loved try and did you use like the cross-country to train for the climbing or was are they not related or what how did that come into play yeah no i so i don't really train for climbing honestly oh, really yeah i i just run <laughs> <laughs> i feel like grip strength would be like a really big yeah, that's true. I do. So I don't, I haven't done a lot of like rock climbing in my, in my mountaineering just cause like there's not a lot <laughs> of like, like the mountains What's I've different? done so yeah. far. Yeah. There's, there's like different mountains all have different elements. Right. So like on one of the mountains I've done, um, Gannett, which is in um, Montana, like that was like rock climbing. Mm. Um, but which I like, I'm pretty decent at rock climbing. Like I'm not like I don't do it a ton. I'm not amazing at it, but like I love it. That's like my favorite aspect of climbing is the rock climbing part to it. Mm. Um, so that's like, but I've never like trained for it, um, just because I've never like had a coach or anything. You just like that. get out there and figure it out, or I mean, basically, <laughs> and also like the mountains I've done, like how they the skills kind of add up, you know. Okay. So I like running keeps me in amazing like cardio shape, shape and then I like. When I was in high school, I just like weight lift on the side, right. um, and now like now that I'm here, I get like the the running and the weight lifting just like built in, mm. um, and that like that gives me enough fitness to get to the top of these like these mountains, mm -hmm. and then the skills have just added up over the years, like using your your ice axe, um, which is like um, basically it's this pick that you have. Um, like you have to be really skilled with your ice axe, um, crampons, learning like rope technical skills like that. And then how to use like an ascender. Like a lot of the mountains I've done are glaciers. So they're not like rock climbing per se. It's more like glacier climbing, like ice climbing. Um, so a lot of it is like learning how to like use your ascender and like get up ropes that way. Um, so there's definitely like every mountain has like a different aspects to it. But the one I'm hoping to do um, this upcoming Christmas is in Papua New Guinea. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's the tallest one in Oceania. Um, so that's like going back to the Explorer's Grand Slam. I've done five of the seven summits, and then oh, I still wow. have to We're getting there. We got two more. Yeah. So it's that one, and what's the other one? That one, and then the one, the tallest mountain in Antarctica, which is Mount Vincent. Yeah, and then I want, need to ski to the North and South Pole. So I'm hoping to break the record. I have to do it in the next year, basically. Um, That's pretty soon. Yeah. So <laughs> I have, like, a year. year and a half. So oh this, Have you planned it out yet? I, I have. So this, like, winter, I'm hoping to do um, Papua New Guinea's, like, the tallest one in Oceania, which is Karsten's Pyramid. And that one actually has a lot of rock climbing. So I'm, like, super excited for that one. Um, and then hopefully in April I'll go to the North Pole, ski to the ski to the North Pole, and then next year over winter because there's very specific climbing seasons for all these. Like okay. you can't do it in the summer, which would be great because that's like my off season. Yes. But none of them are like you can do in the summer. Yeah. So the South Pole is over winter break. So I'd go um, climb Mount Vincent, which is the tallest mountain in Antarctica, and then also then ski to the South Pole just in one expedition. Goodness. So are these are these going to be like they pose different challenges, but overall, I mean, I'm assuming Everest is probably the most challenging of them all. Right. So like, do you feel like you kind of like already gone through the hardest part? Like these are going to be easier? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know, because I've, I've never like really done skiing like that. Like ski. I've like had a lot of skiing experience, but not like, you know, skiing to the north or south pole, like yeah. that type of experience. Yeah. 
So that might be like just new and like out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, but I'm like, I'm so excited. Those are like How the that, Can you explain that? For. Like, what do you mean by skiing to the North and South Pole? Like, so I'm you go, yeah, no, that's a good question actually. So you're supposed to ski the last degree. Um, it's cause like each, you know how there's like longitudes and latitudes, mm-hmm. you have to ski like the last degree to the South Pole. You don't have to like ski the, through it in the entire like Antarctica or entire North Pole. It's just the last degree of each one. How far is that? So I'd say, I'm not exactly sure the miles, but I know it takes about a week to get to like ski there. Um, and then, uh, and back as well. It's a week straight of skiing. Yeah. Like skiing every day. Jeez. Yeah. You just set so up just like how many hours a day? Yeah. Yeah. You just set up camp and that's like kind of God, your legs are going to be toast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I ski for like four straight hours and I'm done. Like that's, and you're going uphill yeah. for Cause right. There's no ski lifts. Obviously. So you're going yeah. up and downhill. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You put on like skins um, yeah. on the bottom and then you like, you like go uphill and then you'd like take off the skin, ski down. down. So my question for all of these is like, who certif- like who says like you got there? Like for you to, is it more just like yourself or is there somebody like stamping it like- <laughs> At the top there's yeah. a guy with yeah. an office. All right, oh God, that'd be go. awful. <laughs> you have to like be physicianed at the South Pole. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> no, okay, so basically like- Like to get the world record or you know, like for yeah, you Yeah, for them to let you <laughs> on the mountains. Cause that's uh, a big part of it is like- Oh, they won't even let you on. I, when I was younger, it was really hard to get on mountains just because I was so young. Like when really? I went to Denali when I was thirteen, it was like it took so much convincing for them to for a guide company. And who's they? The Sherpas. Me. Um, on Denali, it was like different guide companies. Oh, so there's companies. like, like three. No, there's like four or five different guide companies that guide on Denali, okay. and every mountain's kind of different. Like different guide companies guide up on Everest. Like you have to have a Sherpa. Um, you have to? Yeah, uh-huh. it's like required okay. to have a Sherpa because that's like their entire economy is based on Everest. So like they sure. want they want that income. Um, oh, do you have to pay them? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. you have to you pay. Thought it was for free? Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought it was for wish. safety. <laughs> I wish it was for free. That'd is it so expensive? Nice. It's really expensive. That's actually one of, that's like the main thing that like I'm not sure if I'm going to finish the Explorers Grand Slam is because of the funding because it's so expensive. Really? To go the North and South Poles, especially. You gotta get a GoFundMe going. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, actually, I have like, um, I have like, I'm looking for different sponsors, and I have like oh, some actually. sponsors and things like that. But just getting sponsors, um, getting donors. Um, but the main, like, how I climbed Everest was there's this company. I don't know if you ever heard of the cereal Grape Nuts. Like they're they're like this. No. They're related. They're like under like frosted flakes and stuff. They're like a part of that. Oh, this is a cereal. Yeah, oh. I got. <laughs> I wasn't expecting yeah. that. No, it's like a cereal company. Okay, and they yeah. sponsor like climbing expeditions. Yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes it was like their 125th anniversary, so they sponsored um, like 10 different female mountaineers that oh, were like wow. climbing awesome. on Everest and then the South Pole. You have to take a picture yeah. with it at the top, just yeah. eating, eating cereal. That would be so hard. To <laughs> I did. Yeah. It was at the summit, like a little bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> what do you eat sick. when you're doing all these? Do you have like oh, a go-to meal or? Good question. Okay, so it kind of depends on each round. Like Everest, there was like. It's there's so many people who climb Everest. It's really like there's a lot of infrastructure there. There's a lot of just like things already set up for you. So there was actually like chefs um, at base camp and then at camp two. Oh wow! Um, But then like some some of the camps like the higher ones you just had to bring your own food and like cook it yourself. Um, So you basically you bring a like a stove and it's uh, powered by you bring a bunch of like gas canisters up 
and then you can melt snow and all your food oh. has to be like you would you just boil water and like pour it in like oh, that's the water you're food. drinking yeah you drink that water you make your food with that or you just have food that like is like snacks like bars granola things like that yeah so nothing nothing you always get or eat yeah actually okay so <laughs> there's I'm like, <laughs> my burgers, my pre before the summit, it's the pregame meal. Pizza oh my top. gosh! No, there was one time though. I was climbing and these people were cooking hot dogs. Like I don't Actually? know how. <laughs> there's a barbecue know going on. Yeah. <laughs> Some dude brings a TV out. It was crazy. <laughs> It was like, like literally like a week into the climb. Like these people have been carrying these hot dogs for like <laughs> a week and they were like making them. And I was like trekking into like camp and I was yeah, so tired and they were like, do you want a hot dog? And I was like, oh. it yeah. was like the best moment I've ever had. It was amazing. But like usually it's like freeze dried meals. So it's like right. stuff that's like dehydrated and then you pour the water into it, which honestly sounds bad. And it's like not that bad. Uh, like it's like there's something great really though good. either. Right? It's not great. It's not good. <laughs> no, but um, but I love granola. Like I like yeah. I make my own granola and I like bring uh, it up. How yeah. do you make granola? It's it's actually like really easy. It's literally like oats, a bunch of nuts, and then like maple syrup, almond butter, vanilla. Oh wow. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the recipe. It's really good. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I bet that. Yeah, and then. Oh, you make it on on the climbs. No, no, I make it before and I just pack it okay, like for okay, the okay, entire yeah. climb and like just carry it up. You yeah. you gotta carry a lot. That's the hardest part for me is just like carrying so much because I'm like I'm like super short and I'm like small, <laughs> so I'm like it's hard for me to carry that much. Yeah. And that's like the main thing that's um, that like people kind of look at me and they like laugh sometimes. They're like, "You're like tiny. Like, what do you, <laughs> how do you like? How do you? How do you survive that?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like climbing to the top. It's like. Yeah, she's small. <laughs> no, like, actually, though, people are like so shocked because it is. It takes like so much. Like you gotta carry a backpack. It's like my backpack is literally the size of me. It's <laughs> it's huge. It's horrible, but it's like I don't know. I just like one step at a time. Like sometimes it's hard yeah. for me to like lift up, but then like once it's on and I just like get in the groove, like you just you just do it. You know. What yeah. What's the pace? Are you always walking like the slow walk, or is it like you get, a little, you get a little jog in there sometimes? No, it's pretty slow. It's like you really have her sprinting up Mount yeah, Everest. Yeah, oh like gosh. in the beginning, you know, get a little jog. You don't want to walk the whole time. Okay, honestly, well, not in like the like serious mountaineering when it's like yeah. on glacier. Like mm. you're always the key is to like not get out of breath because like once you're out of breath and there's like so little oxygen in the air, it's like yeah. so yeah. hard to get it back. Uh. Yeah, and it's like it just it drains you so fast. So you gotta like I always time my breathing to my steps when I'm up there, oh, wow. and that helps me a lot because. You'll like to get, you can get altitude sickness so easily, like headaches and things like that, and like right. nausea, vomiting. So if you like, if you really focus on your breathing, then it helps you to not get altitude sickness as well, um, and just not get as fatigued and tired. Yeah. Um, but it, I'd say uh, like before I get to like the serious mountaineering, when I was like trekking up to base camp, I tried to stay in running shape by like running, but like it lasted like two days. <laughs> like, I ran like two times and I was like, this it's is horrible. Much, yeah. It was like, I was basically like walking. Like the air is just so like, so thin. Like yeah. you just, you just get out of breath immediately. It's crazy. Is that one of the hardest parts? Cause I hear mentally, like you just almost lose it. Like you can't even think. Like I was listening to some videos and like yours as well. You did like, kind of like a, like you walked everyone through on your YouTube as you were going up the climb. And uh, a lot of people had altitude sickness in your camp too. Like you said, your dad got sick and a bunch of people got sick. Um, like, 
how how does it feel in y- within your brain and like mentally? Like, are you just foggy and like? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's like one of the most dangerous parts. Like, if you're actually like climbing, like physically climbing, and you like get like you just get like dizzy. You get really dizzy, um, and then you can like you you can lose a lot of your judgment as well, uh, like yeah, spatial awareness and right. just like. Like, I don't just like normal things. Like, should I go up and down? Like sometimes you don't have, yeah, your decision making can like, can go out the window as well, which is like really dangerous. You're just not getting enough oxygen to your brain essentially. Um, and then there's other like effects like headaches is like super common. Terrible. Uh, Do you bring medication up though? Yeah. I, I, there's this thing called Diamox and it Mm. can like basically like it, it, you breathe out more carbon dioxide. So it like you, it helps you acclimatize and not get altitude sickness as much. But there are, like, definitely, like, serious health risks with Diamox as well. So I try not to use it. Um, some people use it just, like, as immediately when they go into mountains. But I don't really like to. I like to do it more, like, naturally. So I, like, have it in case I need it. But I, I usually don't use it. I wonder if you can hyperbaric chamber for, like, a period of time before you do a climb. I did that a lot yeah. for, uh, like, my knee recovery afterwards. It probably yeah. gets you acclimated a little bit. Well, not even the acclimation, but I think it just increases the amount of oxygen oh. within your body. And I wonder if you could do it for like a month period every day before and you just kind of like gives you a competitive advantage. Is that something that people yeah. do? No, okay. It's actually funny you say that. I like, it's like the opposite of a hyperbaric chamber. Like I have this tent I sleep in before wow. um, it like goes over my bed. And before you go on a climb, before I go on climb, extra air, oxygen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But so this is like this is opposite. It's yeah, the you opposite. Get less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd but be it worse. like you it mean yeah. tired, dude. I want the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, okay. I don't use it when I'm like in season running because it's like yeah, it takes the oxygen out of the air, so it's like wow. harder to recover. But it like you get acclimatized to like to higher elevations, okay. so your body's already used to um to like the altitude. So it's like it's really nice. You can go up to like thirteen thousand feet just sleeping in sleeping this in tent. There. And how many days before do you start doing this? I uh, it kind of depends. Like Everest, I was actually like I graduated semester early from high or er, from yeah from high school, uh-huh. and I just like traveled. Like I went to Africa for like seven Whoa. weeks and stuff. So what so part of Africa? I went to Kenya and Uganda. Did you want awesome. a safari? No, I didn't. I so I've actually been to Africa before, and I went on safari like then I was like twelve. But I I went just like by myself this time and by oh yourself. Gosh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like you didn't know anybody there. You're just like, all right, I'm going to Kenya. Well, okay. I knew people. <laughs> like I had a friend that lived in Nairobi. She's okay. like a little bit older than me. She like just moved there. Um, and then I knew people like in the running world. Um, in you okay. Uga- or in Kenya as well, like a different part. So I went there by myself and like my friend like picked me up and stuff. And then I stayed with her for like a week and like traveled around to see different water projects. Cause I'm really like involved with the world water and sanitation crisis. Mm. Like that's my passion. That's what I want to do after college. And that's what I'm here studying. Like I'm studying public policy um, and I'm hoping to go into that okay. field. That's the master's I'm studying right now. Oh really? Public yeah, yeah, policy? Yeah. Well, international public policy. Oh, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I want to do. I want to do stuff like that and like Africa and everything. So okay. Um, so I want to help with the world water and sanitation crisis. So I was like, I wanted to get a feel of like what was the need was over there before I like go to college and like really know what I want to study and what I want to focus on. That's awesome. That was so really cool. yeah, no, it was an amazing experience. I was literally, I was there for seven weeks and I like traveled around like visiting different water projects. And then I stayed with these like runners. There's this high school. They literally like trained the best runners in the world there. The best like high school runners. Yeah. In really? Kenya. 
there was one of the people I trained with, one of the guys, I ran with him twice. He was a lot faster, but he came back and won the L- LA Marathon. No oh, way. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, so all the best right long after. distance runners come from this one high school in Kenya. Not like all in the world, but like a lot of them. Yeah, like, like this disproportionate is, amount come from. Yes. And is it the way they're yes. training or like? It's like Bosco, like in of high school. Oh, yeah. Know? Okay. Like, <laughs> a lot of them come out of there. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. It was like Miami no, for definitely. football. Not quite. <laughs> U- USC saying. for football. <laughs> there USC you go. For football. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it's like, okay, it's a like, combination. They just, like, first of all, that's their way out of, like, there's so yeah. much poverty there. Yeah. Like, running is their only way out. It's, like, out of desperation almost. Um, so that just gives them, I mean, like, you can't get more incentive than that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like, they just want to come to the U.S. so badly to, like, get opportunities. Um, and then also, um, the altitude, there's like, it's at altitude there. So that's amazing for running. Um, and then there's lots of like mountains and hills around that area. And then just the coaching is amazing because there's so many other athletes around you. There's so many like good coaches that it just, I mean, it just breeds like good, great runners. Um, so I went over there and I like trained with them for high school called again? It's called Transcend Academy. Transcend Academy. Yeah. And so did you pick up like some tips over there? Yeah, no, I, like, trained with them, and, like, the coach I was running under, he, like, has trained Olympians before, and, yeah, it was really cool. They were, like, so fast, but it was, it was definitely, like, a culture shock. Like, I was, like, living, like, by myself and stuff, like, with these, like, girls, but. Is this, like, a, like, a suburb, like, a village, or is this, like, in the city? It's like okay. really rural like like dirt roads like, yes dirt roads like almost no infrastructure mm-hmm. no yeah. electricity no there was there was like frogs living in my toilet like, in the really? toilet yeah actually oh my it was crazy they were like spiders and bugs it was it was a shock like yeah. living coming here like and living in the dorms i'm like this is <laughs> You're like this is the life yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Food. <laughs> yes i was like <laughs> no, it was. You should go. You should go to Kenya. Yeah, appreciate it. that's fine. It's all perspective, though, right? Yeah, like, if you awesome. come from that, you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, it gives awesome. you so much perspective. Like, it makes you so grateful for everything. For, sure. for everything. Awesome. Yeah. I have just one more question. Yeah. It, do you listen to music at all? Like, when you're like climbing, or is that not allowed or able? Okay. Well, I I love listening to music like all the time. I love music. But so when I was like trekking up, I always have my speaker like on my bag, um, and I was like blasting music. And I had like um I, I had like a climbing buddy that, and he would he him and me we would just dance the whole time off. As um, you're climbing. Yeah, as you're <laughs> we climbing, but like not when it got serious. That was only to base camp, okay, and then okay. after base camp, um, he went back down. Like, I was the only one who went up from base oh camp um, with my Sherpa. So then after that, like, you can't you can't wear, like, headphones or you can't have a speaker or anything. Oh, really? um, just because you have to, like, you have to be in constant communication with your yeah. with the, your climbing partner or climbing partners. Um, and you're, like, roped up and everything. And you have to be listening for the ice, too. You have to, like, be able to hear avalanches if they're coming or, like, hear yeah. if the ice is shifting. Um, so you can't really after that. But, like... When it's not like on glacier, when it's not serious, I I do all the time. But do you but listen to any yeah. particular song or mm, okay artist? Meek Mill, dream, dreams and nightmare on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> My pump up music, I love Donda so much. Really? Yeah, like I love Kanye. Um, Kanye is a big one. I love Drake. He's not really like pump up, but like when I'm like trying to like chill some of the a old bit. Drake is like all right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, let's see, Macklemore. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, you were telling us. Macklemore's the best. But does that pump you up? Yes. Really? No. I'm not super familiar. Can't hold us. Okay. Oh, there you go. White walls, gold. There's there's a lot. Bad Pitt's Ugly Cousin. That's a good one. That's a song? Yes. I'm telling you. He has such good songs. He's not a joke. We gotta take him serious. No, oh but goodness. yeah, no, like things like that. Um, John Belly and I love Chance. Yeah. That's awesome. So like you're so young, like what happens after you, you've climbed all these summits? Like, is there like another like next step in the next like decade or so? Like, or have you thought that far even? Um, okay. Well, I like to do it like one goal at a time, you know, yeah, like set my sights just like on the next thing and not like think too much ahead yeah. um just like any like sport you know you want to set your sights on the next goal not like your entire career no doubt. um but i do like i do kind of in the back of my mind after i hopefully complete the explorers grand slam um i kind of want to do like the 14 peaks like uh the 14 peaks over 8,000 meters like mm. like nims did like the guy that made the documentary and everything like Doing the 14 peaks is like one of the hardest feats in in the mountaineering world. Okay. I mean that those are like the hardest mountains. Um, so doing that would would just be amazing. And how many left do you have of those 14? I've only done Everest. Okay, uh, yeah. Everest is the only one. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's they're all other than Everest. Like they're all in the Himalayas, and Everest yeah. is the only mountain I've climbed out there. Okay. Um, but I I want to go back for sure. Like I love the Himalayas are beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful mountains. I can imagine. Learned a ton. Thank you for coming. Yeah, of and course. welcome to LA. Welcome to SC. Thank you. Thank we're, you. We're glad to have you guys. Um, and yeah, where can people reach you? Like social media. Um, yeah. Um. Okay. So m I'm mainly active through Instagram and TikTok, and both of those are What's Next Lucy. Okay. Um. It's and then I also have a YouTube where I post. I post about like big expeditions I'm doing. Um, so I don't post like that regularly, but it's like, if you want to look at my Everest climb, Denali, um, Aconcagua, that's the highest mountain in the Western hemisphere. So, um, big expeditions like that, I, I make a YouTube for, and that's just Lucy Westlake. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you. That was Thank fun. You. Yeah, of course. Thank right. you.